five of the Chang Wagon Morning Podcast. George, how are we doing? Uh, I'm watching some flight reacts, cracking up. This dude's hysterical. He's kind of an idiot, but I, I love him regardless. So I, I can't complain, man. All right, good stuff. Let's get right into it. All right, all right. What a week in sports it's been, huh? Oh, uh, you're telling me, man. <laughs> all right, before we get into anything, I know we talked about sports movies last week, and there was a movie that I watched, Miracle, about the story of the Miracle on Ice with the U.S. and the Soviet Union. What a movie, first off. I'm not, you haven't seen it, right? No, I haven't seen it yet. Gosh, I'm not going to give anything away, but there's some great one-liners in there. I highly recommend to anyone who haven't, hasn't seen it. Even if you don't like hockey. I don't like hockey, personally, like watching or playing, but that was a good movie. So, highly recommend. But, all right, I just wanted to make that really clear first. <laughs> yeah, I come from a hockey family, so um, I'm surprised I haven't seen it yet. I'm the only person like on my in my immediate family who, who's not a huge hockey fan. Yeah, I recommend. I'll but check anyway, it out. Before we end anything, just a quick shout-out to uh, Shank and Wag podcast on instagram go give it a follow yes sir have any questions or topics or anything um so yeah yeah good stuff nice little intro you got going (laughs) yeah i i just needed to give a quick shout out to miracle and 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 the instagram so please instagram and then we're we're looking for topic suggestions from people who listen in um yeah yeah all right so getting into the first topic quick shout out to a dear friend Ben Heron, give him a follow. A uh, topic he wanted us to talk about was the new NHL format and what that looks like. And then also the NBA hasn't come to any conclusion with what they're going to do. So what, like, how is this going to affect what the NBA does? But um, starting with the NHL. So the NHL format, I think, is really cool. I'll just give a brief lowdown on what's happening. Uh, so basically 24 teams make the playoffs. 12 from each conference. Uh, so the first four teams from each conference play in a round robin to determine seeding, but each of those four teams will automatically make it to the next round. And then, so in that case, it would be the Flyers, the Capitals, the Lightning, and the Bruins would all play in a round robin. And whoever has the best record would be one, and then two, three, four. But they automatically make it to the next round. No one gets eliminated in that round robin. Then the other eight teams from that conference would play Five seed five versus seed twelve, six versus eleven, seven versus ten, and eight versus nine. Then the winners of those move on to the next round to play the four, the top four seeds from that from the, their respective conference. Um, in terms of like sites and fans, I I don't know about fans if they're allowed. I I highly doubt it, but I don't know that for a fact. And then the site is also to be determined. They haven't come up with that, but um. Yeah, uh, and then obviously testing and all that will be like essential staff, players, and coaches only in like the practice facilities and all that. And then uh, they also said that it would start no earlier than July 1st. So they said it would go into the summer and then end in like the fall. So that would probably overlap with football. Um, so, I mean, it, there's so much. But – yeah, what do you? I mean, take that all in. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to process. Um, uh, I really like it. I'm gonna be honest. I like it. It's kind of like a, a tournament thing going here, um, which which playoffs normally are, but it's like more of a uh, like a 
yeah, it's, it, it feels like more of a tournament than usual for me, at least. Um, I like that idea. I think the NBA should um, uh, should adapt to that too, and I feel like um, I feel like I'm not a, I'm not a huge hockey person. I mean, I'll, fly, I'll follow the Flyers, but um, I feel like the Flyers this season have been really good, and I feel like watching them in that uh, that round robin with the first four at least would be really really interesting to see um, the, uh, all those all the best teams in their respective conferences go out. I feel like that's going to make for some some entertaining hockey. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see how the flyers like i mean not just the flyers but all the teams come back from like this long break and you know how well they're gonna like mesh after all this time off but um i think there's gonna be training camp to like recoup all of their work and stuff but i don't know I, like this is a time where i can see like upsets happening just because there's been so much time off and like you just don't i don't think you, anyone knows what to expect so i think that's That'll make things more exciting. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Um, so, yeah, the NBA hasn't done anything yet. But, like, would you – could you see this coming to the NBA? <clears throat> um, I feel like I could see this coming to the NBA, but I feel like the NBA playoffs are so, like, it's either very decided already or, you know, there there's competition for the eight seed, a seven-eight seed at the end of the year. Um so I feel like I, I, I would like to see this in the NBA, but also I feel like it would be a, a huge change from things. It'd be a huge change from any for any sports league in general if they had, if they adopted this um this this new playoff uh, system. Do I I mean I really like it. I would enjoy watching it, but I feel like especially with the NBA uh, on any given night there could be an upset. So I feel like I feel like this uh, there'd be more upsets for me at least watching this in the NBA uh than than in the NHL but i would i would like to see it regardless yeah i think i also just to be clear um the regular season with this format is done so no more regular season games just go straight to playoffs um which i think especially like after all this happening with the coronavirus and everything like i think people just want to watch like good sports television and i think having the playoffs right away I think it's really smart. Yeah, um, this would give me more of a reason to uh to stay home, like like really hold up social distancing, and uh, stay in quarantine. Just so like I now that I have sports to watch, it'd be it make it a little easier, you know. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so the Sixers would be at the sixth seed right now, so they would play the Bulls. Sweep. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, the Sixers towards the end of that year was just. Hard to watch. Oh yeah, you're telling me, but still, it's the Bulls, and um, were, were were you and I at the Bulls game, or was that? Oh no, I was with uh, I was with somebody else at the Bulls. But it, it's it's the Bulls. I really don't. I who, who's gonna who's gonna destroy us? Like I know Zach Levine's good, but then what? Ar- Ryan Archie Diakono? Yeah, yeah, I'll pass at yeah. the sweep. Yeah, I don't see it happening. <laughs> yeah. So the Eastern Conference: the Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, and the Heat would play in their round robin games with this format. That should um, that should have been us too, but I I still I would love to watch that that like especially since I know more about those teams than I do the top four teams in the NHL I feel like I would just in, love watching that. Yeah, who do, who do you think would win in those round robins? All right, give me the, give me the matchups again. All right, so first round we'll say Milwaukee Toronto. <sighs> Last year, um, like and it's just remember. yeah yeah. Uh, this year I'm I'm taking Milwaukee. Like Toronto has really like shown shown kind of like the NBA. That even without Kawhi, they're still a they're still a <clears throat> a promising organization and a very good team. So, 
I feel like I'm, but so, uh, Milwaukee's just been a whole nother animal this year. So I'm going to take Milwaukee against Toronto. Yeah, I agree with that too. I, I don't think Toronto has like the guy. Like they have Siakam, but I don't think he can like. I don't know. Yeah, I really like, carry like Kawhi did last year. Yeah, and and then Milwaukee has Giannis. I'm like, I mean, that's all you really need, huh? <laughs> so then then you have Milwaukee and Boston. Milwaukee, well, okay, yeah. So it'd, it'd be Boston and Miami. So every, in round robin format, it would be everyone plays everyone. Oh, okay, okay, I get it. So Milwaukee plays Toronto, Boston, Miami. Got it. Yeah, so I think Milwaukee versus Boston. I could see the Celtics winning that game. I could see the Celtics winning that, but like I like like you said, they have Giannis, and who's gonna who's gonna really stop Giannis? Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's a good defender, but he's he's not six eleven. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I think. Milwaukee versus Miami. That's that should be a pretty easy game. Oh, that, should, that should be a very easy game because, like, um, I mean, Bam Adebayo could cause some problems for Giannis, but I don't see, especially with Chris Middleton's outside shooting, best player to ever come out of Philadelphia, Dante Divincenzo on that roster. It's 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 game over. Yeah, yeah. So I think Milwaukee stays the one. Yeah. I think, I think Toronto and Boston. That'll be an interesting game. Like, I think Boston could flip with Toronto and. Boston can end up being the two. Toronto drops to three. But yeah. I think Miami and Milwaukee stays at one. So. Agreed. Right. Agreed. So, I mean, also coming out of all of this, I think the best thing about this format would be R.J. Barrett and the 21-45 and 45 New York Knicks would make the playoffs. <laughs> Woo! I know people, I, people joke about the Knicks making the playoffs all the time. Like, 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 pigs will fly when the Knicks make the playoffs again. But if this happens, I will literally – I don't think I'd, I'd be happier just because the Knicks are such a meme of an organization. How do the Knicks make the playoffs? Oh, my God. It would take a pandemic to get the New York Knicks in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, they would play the Pacers, so I don't think it would last very long. Oh, no. But, I mean, imagine. What if they like, – what if they just going to run? And they win it all. Yeah, RJ Barrett is like the second coming of Michael Jordan. He just goes off every night. It'd be so funny. They're 32 and a half games back and they're making the playoffs. <laughs> Dude, literally, I, the circumstances are unbelievable. It's It kind of blows my mind. I'm mean, like, imagine you don't make the playoffs. You're one of six teams that don't make playoffs. That's that's so bad. Who, do you know the teams that would make the playoffs? I mean, I can look it up real quick. But Yeah, uh, the Pistons, the Hawks, the Cavaliers in the East. And in the West, it would be the Suns, the Timberwolves, and the Warriors. Wow. Tim- the Warriors are last. Timberwolves last in the league. No, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say the Warriors are last in the league. Like, that's just so wild. <sighs> I think just because we've we've both grown up and really watched basketball in the in the Splash Brothers era and then the, the We Believe Warriors, like, we're used to seeing this, this team in the playoffs. Like I said uh, – Few weeks back, it felt weird not seeing Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Now it feels weird not not seeing uh, Golden State in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So in the West, well, what were you going to say about um, the Pistons? It's kind of crazy for me. The Pistons, I, like they started off the season with what Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson, and they just ended up being a huge, huge disappointment. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, yeah. I mean Blake Griffin, I think he's so underrated. But uh, wait. Speaking of Blake Griffin, did you hear all those rumors about him coming to the Sixers? I did indeed. 
What, what, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> I mean, he can only help, right? Yeah, he can only help. I mean, he's a younger, more athletic, uh, better shooting version of Al Horford. Yeah, it's true. Um, and I, I'm, I'm used. To, I was used to like as a kid watching, you know, Thaddeus Young uh, cover Blake Griffin, and it was just kind of a sight to watch, you know. Uh, and back in his Lob City days, he was. I would have lost my mind if the Sixers got him in like 2013. Literally, like I don't think that would have been possible. But I, I'd still be happy because literally, like him. And then if we got Buddy Heald too, and we got Buddy Heald for cheap, and we could hold on to Richardson, Richardson would be like the sixth man or Heald would be the sixth man. Literally, I think the Sixers would be much better. I, I say this every year, the Sixers are going to be better next season, but I, I really feel that this team could be a lot better next year if they make the right offseason moves. Yeah, I agree. I think a good young player like Blake, I mean, I guess I'm not exactly sure how old Blake Griffin is, but he's still got some years left. Yeah. And so, like a player like him who hasn't won very much in his career, he'll have tons of motivation. So I think, and also like him in a place like Philly would, I think they could do something. Yeah, he's he's thirty one, so that's not bad at all. He got like four more. Yeah, he got he got four more years till uh till he's he's, he's going he's gonna start on a slight decline. We signed, yeah. we signed Al Horford for like what four years, hundred something million. So yeah, I think um Griffin, like how is this? I think he's like yeah, whatever. I think he's just I think he's a good young a good player who can come back and help the team win now, which is already the Sixers' goal anyway. So, like, I think he's a perfect And I feel like Detroit's going full rebuild now, especially when they dump their their franchise centerpiece for for so many years in Andre Drummond. Reggie Jackson was always a, a consistent player for them. And I feel like the really the only thing left they have till the full rebuild happens is uh, Blake Griffin. So I feel like they'll be desperate to get rid of him. So I feel I feel we can get him on the on the on the pretty cheap side, you know? Yeah. And then um so in terms of the draft, which will be important for a team like the Pistons, the other six teams who don't make the playoffs will be in the lottery. We'll have like the first pick in the like we'll have the first draw in the lottery. Uh-huh. And then the other eight who lose in the first round of the playoffs will also be in the lottery. So it'll be fifteen or fourteen teams total in the lottery. If this all comes to play. This is all assumption, everyone. <laughs> so I, I love this format. I just think it's like so different, and I mean, no better time to have a different format and different time of the world right now. I think it's perfect. Yep. No, you're completely. I feel. I really like the idea of um that draft the the draft idea because I feel like you should definitely have the the uh, worst teams in the league always should have the first pick, like first attempt at the lottery, and not like some BS we saw with uh with Orlando in the '90s getting like being like. A, a sub playoff team and they got the first overall pick. I feel like you need to have the worst teams getting the best opportunities of the best players. Yeah. Um, and this was not in the plan at all, but just, I just want to like, there's all this talk about like tanking and like what that really means to the NBA. Like, I think it sucks for the NBA. The process. Like, yeah. Like it was, it's great. And like, like have great players, but it was so boring to watch and it was so bad for the NBA. But I like you can't control it. Like you can't be like you're trying to lose. Like you can't just like assume teams are doing it. I don't know. I, I just wanted to touch that because I hate when people when teams tank. Like you're trying to lose. That's like taking like your manhood out of everything. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, I, it was boring to watch. And uh, but I mean, we got we got 
we got some fun out of it. We got KJ McDaniels. We got Tony Roden. You know, they were fun. But, I mean, out of all this tanking, we got Joel Embiid. We got Ben Simmons. Jimmy Butler for half a year. We got Toby. We got JJ. Not anymore, sadly. But, I mean, we, we, we've gotten some fun Sixers basketball out of this whole tanking thing. And I feel like, at least at least for me, watch like the the process end up being worth it just to see those those glimmers of a of a championship winning team only to you know fall back into a subpar playoff team. Mm-hmm. I agree that we got some good Sixers year out of it. I just like I don't know. It was boring. No, those years, like after after the Celtics seven game series, after we beat the Bulls because Rose went down, and then Celtics seven game series. I mean. After that, it was boring as all hell. I mean, MCW was supposed to be the guy, but I think we recognized pretty early that he wasn't. He was just empty stats on a on a bad team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't know. It's, I think uh, Adam Silver. I think he's already like thinking about stuff, but like, I you, there's no way to stop it. So. Yeah. Well, what teams are really tanking right now? I think. Well. So I think the Hawks. I don't think they're tanking. I think they're actually rebuilding because they have Trey Young and they can. He's build a around beast! Him. Oh my god, kitchen. He's insane. Yeah, uh, I think like I could see like Detroit kind of falling in that trap of tanking because they just have like no one left. Oh, Luke Kennard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Luke Kennard. Um, and then the, the Cavaliers. They're just flat out oh bad. Oh my god, I feel bad for Colin Sexton in a way. I, I never really liked him, but like n- not as like a. As a person, but like he was just always like playing. No, you know what I saw the other day about the Cavaliers. Remember when um when Kevin Porter dunked on um dunked on Norvell Pell, but it, the score was sixty seven to one hundred and three. Okay, yeah. I it was I was like sit down. I remember watching that on TV, and I got so frustrated just watch. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. He is down literally. He is down sixty seven to one hundred and three. He gets a nasty dunk, and he flexes on on the, on our our backup center. I mean, that's when you just point at the scoreboard and be like, "What the hell are you talking about? You're down by." Yeah, and then another instance of that that I was at this game was when Andre Drummond made. Uh, one free throw, and then he he shushed the crowd, even though the Pistons were down by forty at the Wells Fargo Center. <laughs> oh gosh! Can you imagine having that much of an ego, though, that you do one thing, even though you're about to lose by forty some odd points? And you know the crowd's going crazy for that free uh, that free frosty match. freeze out. I just blanked on the name, but also um, back to the tanking thing. I don't think. The, the Suns are tanking. I think they're trying to rebuild. I, they are going to be good. Like, like come the Suns. Oh yeah. But I, I really wanted Booker. I really wanted Booker. He is so good. He's a player you can build. Yeah. Back. Timberwolves. Relevant. <laughs> I mean, they got D'Lo and um, Carl Anthony Towns. So. Yeah. I don't know. And then you got Golden State. Golden State's like a weird situation just because so many injuries. But once they get back, starting lineup of Steph, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Willie Cauley Stein. That's that's gonna be insane again. Forgot about Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, I, yeah, he, he he's either really good or he's god awful. Yeah, I don't know. I could see him fitting in with that. With Steph and Clay. I, I mean, yeah, because but. 
Actually, no. I, you know what? I think I feel like bringing him into the whole the mix would be interesting because you have perimeter shooters and Stefan Clay, obviously, and then you got a slasher in Wiggins, and you got a defender in Green. I I, I always forget what the hell Willie Collystein even does, but I think he's just another Andrew Bogut, but more athletic play. version of Andrew yeah. Bogut, though. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, uh, I I don't know. I'm excited to see what the NBA does, and if it. I don't know if they're going to do exactly the same thing as NHL, but I think I could see them doing some. Yeah, they could definitely do something. I feel like they they should do something similar. I feel like the fan, it's what the fans would want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so what are you? You were yeah. So go ahead about the uh, the NCAA. Oh, my favorite, my favorite uh, organization on the planet, the NCAA. So, I love college sports. I'm a huge college sports guy. I just despise what what is running it. The NCAA, and I'm probably get like like brought into a limo and beat up for saying this. If they somehow hear this, it is the most shady, awful organization I've ever seen. Like run young athletes like ever. It it, it, it drives me up the wall. <sighs> it, it, I, I I'm not gonna say all the things I want to say, but it's just how many controversies they have, like bringing in recruits to colleges and like have been trying to bribe them to go to their universities with escorts. And then the, the NCAA turning a blind eye to the whole thing and not playing and not, not paying these players. I mean, I know they're going to now, but my, my thoughts on it are the superstars are going to make decent amount of bank. They're going to make some money, but the people who have like the the underrated prospects who have worked super hard to get to this point in their life and are are getting snubbed and not getting bench minutes and if they get injured they're screwed because they're not going to be making a ton of money off their likenesses like like the Zion Williamsons or the Trevor Lawrence's are, are of the NCAA are going to make yeah <clears throat> and i really wanted to look at like the money side of it cuz i was watching i was watching this video and i was reading this article on this player uh from a from a few years back named Stanley, uh, I think it's Daughtry. He was an undrafted um, de- uh, defensive lineman out of the University of Southern Cal- – uh, of South Carolina, not, so- not Southern California, South Carolina. And um, <clears throat> and he went undrafted, but the Chiefs signed him two years, $400,000. And his family really, really needed the money because they were living in a trailer park. Nothing wrong with that, but, you know, that's the dream of the NFL. You get to take your family out of, like, harder – harder um, living conditions and, and letting them live a little, you know? So this guy is doing his physical for the Chiefs. They find out he has a spinal cord injury, and if they said that if he got hit in the wrong place one time, he's paralyzed completely, like not from the waist down, not from like from the neck down. He's paralyzed completely. And <clears throat> it turns out he remembered he, he, he like – he had a spine injury in college and they told him it was nothing. And then they, the chiefs told him that his spine was so messed up that like he, like they, they couldn't sign him. They had to void his contract. And it was, and it really made me mad that especially when the family went to, um <clears throat> to the university of South Carolina to ask them, Hey, can you pay? Like the guy needs an operation, like $20,000 operation that they cannot afford. Can you pay for his operation? They got completely ghosted by the NCAA. And like, and the school in general, because 
they said they were extremely mad when on these recruiting trips for this guy, they were promising, oh, yeah, we take care of your son if anything happened. We treat him like he was one of our own kids, blah, 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 blah. But in his moment of need, when this man needed a spine, a spine operation, they got completely ghosted. And it, 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 it stuff like that really frustrates me. Yeah, and um, especially because, like, the college's fault that he's not going to the NBA – or not going to the uh, NFL – um, like the least you can do is pay for his operation so he can be healthy and live a good life. He, let alone he's in constant pain now. It's it it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And if he's not even if he's not making a ton of money playing football, like at least make him like trying to make him healthy as, as he can. Like, geez. And in that same video I saw, um, like now he's working a job that like it's like six days a week and it, like he doesn't even need a college degree for it. So like I don't I don't really know what he's doing, but it's just that's so sad. And the NCAA is just such a money maker right now. They don't they're not really showing many signs that they care about their players. No. Like the metaphor I saw in that video that we're talking about, uh shout out um King of the Fourth Quarter is was it King of the Fourth I forget. it was it was a basketball YouTuber. If we find the link, we'll we'll throw it in there to reference what we're talking about. But um <clears throat> it that they're like sending these players, like these people who go, who like whose family want them to get an education. That's why they're going to college in the first place, um, and to play sports. Obviously, that's why they're there. But they're sending them to fake classes. So when they leave, if they leave the school and they don't get drafted, they have to get a real job. Their college degrees are worth jack shit. It's ridiculous. Yeah, um, and also back to the point of just you said this like a little while ago, just saying how. Um, like stars of college sports will get paid a good amount, but like, like lower prospects won't. Like, the other problem with that is that, in terms of like college basketball, especially, there's like 10, 11, 12 players in the team, and like, there's usually one star, if that. And so, if you're not a star, like, you're not getting paid that much. And like, if you're like, a walk-on is a different situation just because you probably won't be going to the NBA or NFL, like, anyway. But if you're, like, a, pro- like a lower prospect and you're not a star, not going to this big school, like, you're out of options. Like, what do you do? And so, I think the NHL has a lot of figuring out. Or the NHL has a lot of figuring out to do. Yeah. It's just a rough situation. Now, on that, do you, do you agree or, like, kind of like the idea of these players – uh, taking the Lamelo Ball route, I guess you could say, and these recent five-star prospects skipping college and going straight to the G League, or in Lamelo's case and Emmanuel Mudiay's case, playing overseas, and um, and seeing that as a substitute for the college experience. I mean, I could see it. Like you're going to play to play professional basketball and getting paid. The only difference is you're not getting a quote-unquote education, which it seems like that most athletes that play sports professionally aren't getting anyway. So, like, you may as well – I think you try and go the lamello ball route and and play overseas or play in, like, a professional basketball league that might not be the NBA because you're too young. But um, it seems like it's a more direct way to the NBA than college right now just because it's – it just seems like – I mean, also seeing um, all these, like, five-star recruits going overseas and, like, playing professional basketball and not going to college, it just seems like that's the direction that things are going in, and it's not a good look for the NCAA. Yeah, no, they're going to lose billions. Can you imagine if Zion went to the G League last year instead of uh, Duke? Yeah, I mean, that's just 
Uh, I also think the only thing that will is beneficial for the NCAA is that the NCAA does get a lot of like recognition and like March Madness. You get a lot of attention. Like I don't think Zion Williamson would receive the same fame and like the same money and attention if he played in the G League as it, when he did play at Duke because Duke is such a big market college, and so I think. I think that's that's the difference. If you if the NCAA has that much recognition and much attention, then co- then players will continue to go to college and play sports because that's the platform they get the most attention and the most looks by, like NBA scouts or NFL scouts. Agreed, agreed. And I and I feel like it's also really cool uh, for Lamelo. I feel like it would have been completely different circumstances if he had gone to UCLA than if he went to that Australian basketball team where he dominated the league. And he like broke, he broke down the the defender, the defensive player of the year, and like just absolutely destroyed him. And he proved to scouts, hey, I'm playing against adult men who are like, the, like underneath, like the level underneath the NBA. I can do this. And he's going into the the draft as the first player to ever own a basketball team, a professional mm-hmm. basketball. That, that's that's just so funny to me. Yeah, and he'll be he'll most likely be a lottery. Player, oh yeah. So I we can only pray that the Sixers. Could somehow snag him at twenty-two. Oh God, I, I highly doubt that, but that'll be very interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I'm just thinking, like, if Lamelo Ball went to UCLA, well, okay, so with Lamelo Ball, Lamelo Ball, I think it's also a little different situation, just because he already has so much tension because of that, like the Ball and the Family, and like Lavar Ball and Lonzo. Is that TV show still happening? I don't know. I looked it up on YouTube the other day just to like see what's happening with that. I haven't seen any new episodes. I think that's like all right, probably for the best. <laughs> that, was, that was so funny. I love that was a funny documentary. Yeah, it was. A, it was a weird one though. It was a, like I remember watching it uh, before before our, our JV games on the bus to like like GFS or something. I just remember it cracked me up just how like how how not real these people seem to me. Yeah, so I think I think he would have. I think he well he does receive attention even though he is in the G League, and I think he would have received attention either way. But I think with, like, other players that aren't – don't have famous families, which is more likely than not the situation, I think you will get more attention in the NCAA. But then again, you'll pro- you'll get paid in the G League, and you'll you'll still get looks. I mean, that's no doubt. Yeah. So, it, it's it's such an interesting situation. I'm, I'm interested to see what the NCAA does and how they adjust their, like, plan of attack to get – Five star recruits because right now it's not a good. It's not. A good I feel like the, the even the paying option. We don't know, at least right now, how much the compensation will be for these players. So I feel like if you take the the uh, G League route, it, it, they could still be paid a lot more than they would be in the NCA. So the NCA could be in some serious trouble. Yeah. Uh, yeah sure. A little off topic question. I, I guess on topic in a way. Who do you feel the best ball uh, ball brother is <laughs> when it's all said and done? Who's going to be the best? Hmm. All right. Well, process of elimination. I think we. <laughs> I was about to say we already cl- crossed Leangelo out of here. Um, Lonzo, Lonzo and Lamelo. I mean, Lamelo has so much like unproven skill. Like I haven't really seen much of him to be honest. But I've, I mean, he averaged like seventeen points in that Australian league, which is pretty good. Lonzo has been kind of disappointing, but he also has the uh, second overall pick under his belt. So. I think he's already more successful than Lamelo, but Lamelo is also a lot younger. Yeah. He could, I mean, he's, he's younger than me. Yeah. Um, 
it's tough because I, uh, Lonzo's an amazing passer. Like his passing vision is unparalleled, but also he just his offensive like scoring potential. Like he was a beast at uh, Chino Hills and then UCLA for scoring wise, and then he was solely a passer on the um, on the uh, the Pelicans and the, the Lakers. And I feel that being a being a pass first point guard is not bad at all. I mean, look at Stockton, who we were talking about last week. Um, look how he ended up. He was he, he's one of the best point guards of all time. Um, so Lonzo still has an opportunity to prove himself as a player, but I, I think Lamelo is just on a whole other level than all of his brothers, in my opinion. Already at this at this young age, you know, going going to Lithuania and somehow surviving with professional athletes at like 16, 17 years old, and then. He wasn't great in Lithuania, but then he got to uh, Australia, which was like, as I said earlier, the level under the NBA. And he just – he, he kind of took the, the world by storm. His highlights were ridiculous. Yeah, and in fairness to Lonzo, I think just like Lamelo has a lot to prove and a lot left in the tank, I think Lonzo has a lot too. So I think like he, like they're both really young. They can, they can both improve a lot. And so I think it's tough to say who's the best right now. I mean, I, I think I'd say Lonzo right now, but – that can change. Yeah, and also Lon- Lonzo's had NBA training, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you seen the uh, – they're coming out with a uh, – I think it's like a nine-part documentary about Tom Brady. Have you seen that at all? Like, you know, like, I, I heard that they were doing it, – it's called like The Man in the Arena or something. Yeah. Are you going to watch that? <laughs> I'm going to watch it <clears throat> solely for the uh, – for the. I want to see the story arc of the – 2004-5 Super Bowl with the Eagles and the Patriots, and then you know uh, the 2017 Super Bowl. Yeah, true. You only want to watch just for the Eagles highlights. I want to watch. Yeah, for I want to see Donovan. McN- I want to see like like they play these teams as like obviously you have to do it as the end. Like the end. Like obviously Brady and the Patriots are gonna be the protagonists until like up until the very end. I feel like that they'll be like a clear protagonist, and then they the teams will be the anti. So the, the narrator is going to be like, and here comes that thug, Terrell Owens, leading the charge with Donovan McNabb. What a group of assholes. So I feel like they're going to play the Eagles as like these 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 terrible people coming into this game, and it'll be like, the Tom Brady has to overcome his biggest challenge yet. Why? Like, they're going to leave it on a cliffhanger. It's going to be like McNabb throwing up on the, uh, in the huddle. Or they're going to they're gonna play the Eagles. They're gonna do the Eagles dirty. I can already tell. They're gonna do the Eagles very dirty, especially they're gonna show like the fans, and they're gonna go after the fans um, <laughs> of the Eagles. Very, I that's that's gonna be their that's gonna be their 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 trump card in a way for this documentary for at least for those those years. Hey, I, I love it. I love that people hate the Eagles. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, literally. I mean, I I can kind of see why because I'm going to. Uh, Sunday night football game a few years back, Eagles Giants, and there in my section alone there were six fights. <laughs> but I, I just love it. It's so much fun. It's I, I it's the best Philadelphia. It's, if you've never been, you have to come down. It's the best sport um, vibe of all time. Yeah, head down to the link. Head yeah. down the link. And then the Wells get some chickies and Pete's uh, going up to the sports complex. Stable, but uh, I just think like. I had this weird feeling that after I watch it, I'll like respect Tom Brady more. And like, I don't really want that to be honest. No, me neither. I, I was thinking that too. I mean, like, like, I feel like th- this documentary made me respect Jordan a lot, but also showed me that he's not, he wasn't the perfect icon that I thought he was. Yeah. He, he has his own issues, but for this, it feel, I feel like they're going to really play Brady as like this 
very soft-spoken man who kisses his children on the lips. But you know what? I have I have a picture from the uh, the Patriots Rams, and it's Robert Kraft running down on the field and like giving Tom Brady a hug, and they kiss on the lips. Like, what am I watching? <laughs> oh my god! Like, you know, you know what? I'm kind of interested to see how they what they what they do with this if they play around. Like if they if they go around this topic or they like go straight in on it, I really want to see what happens when they talk about uh, Aaron Hernandez. Oh uh, yeah, that would be interesting. I thought you were going to say you want to see Robert Kraft and Tom Brady kissing the lips. Yeah, no, we have we have security footage of um of Brady's last season in New England, and he's walking in the Kraft's office, and they just start making out on the table. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that. I, I don't I don't think they will. I, no. I, Are you kidding? But it, that would be so that would be interesting to see if they did that. Oh my god, that'd be the that'd be the, literally I would lose my mind because people have been speculating. Uh, listen, Brady, if feel however you feel, man. Literally, we we accept all kinds of people. It's 2020, so if you want if you want to kiss your owner on the lips, kiss your owner. You kiss <laughs> your owner on the lips. <laughs> would I do it personally? No, I would not. But you do your thing, man. Oh my gosh, no. Um, I mean, obviously, these take these episodes of these documentaries take like forever to edit and make. Um, so, like, do you think, like, do you think that the 2017 Super Bowl will be in it? Like, is that? Like, um, that... Well, I feel that if they if they really want to cover Brady's career as a whole, as a whole, they have to um, they have to show the ups and the downs like they did for Jordan. They have to show um, like for Jordan, they showed him failing in the playoffs. Um. They kind of skimmed over it, given. They kind of skimmed over it. They showed his low points with his dad and then him retiring. So I feel that they should definitely show that. And I feel like to to give the whole Brady experience, you have to show the Tampa Bay stuff. You have to get more modern because <clears throat> right now we're in like a very crit- like a very different point of Brady's career with him going to Tampa Bay. Yeah, I just don't know if like – the release date of this documentary will be able will give like the people enough time to produce episodes about the Buccaneers and like the 2017 Super Bowl. I mean, the 2017 Super Bowl, I think they'll have episodes about, but I mean, the Bucks, like, well, I don't, first off, I don't know when this documentary is coming out. So, I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I think, I think it's like 2021, which is not oh. very far off. Oh, okay. I mean, that's, that'll give it some time, I think, but also how are you going to like content <clears throat> with all this stuff going on? No, uh, we thought, we kind of talked about this like this this the cameos in uh, Last Dance. What NFL players do you want to see make a cameo in in this Brady documentary? Well, first off, I mean Gronk is going to be entertaining as hell. I knew you were going to. I knew that. I was, as soon as I thought that, he's going to say Gronk. <laughs> oh, I would love to see Nick Foles just trash on him. <laughs> Yo, you see that tweet he sent out? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two words: Philly special. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God. No, on that, just going back to what I said earlier, <clears throat> for the if they do the 2017 Super Bowl, I would just love to hear the narrator. It's like, and here we go, Tom Brady, the hero of the NFL, going up against Big Dick Nick, whoever that is, and then you just, they just show uh, Nick Nick Foles absolutely thrashing Brady or, or uh, Brandon Graham. I just want to see like Eagles players just like trash on him. I mean, the opposite, yeah, but that would be so fun. Malcolm Jenkins hit on uh, Brandon Cooks. God. Yeah, I want to see Brandon Cook, see if he's okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll go down to Houston and I'll ask him for you. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Is that, that's a weird one, ain't it? Yeah, he he's pretty good. He's fast. Oh, he's fast. Uh, we have a <laughs> Texans have the fastest receiving core maybe ever now with Fuller running very like a fourth four uh, Cooks running a four two. Uh, who oh God? Who else? We got a bunch of speedsters now. Yeah, I mean now the Eagles they're they're pretty speed speedy. Yeah, I mean, hey, you can't replace uh, Nelson Aguilar. He was uh, something special. What did he run, like a 5'7"? No, <laughs> what What did he drop, every single pass? Yeah, probably. Something like that. Something, yeah. For, uh, his Can you imagine how bad his pass, like his completion percentage was? Oh, my God. Yeah. Not good. Nope. Not, not, not what – but, yeah, this Brady – This I, I really want to see Randy Moss on this thing, too. Yeah, there's a lot of players like I don't even know like who are on his team. Yeah, I, f- I feel like <clears throat> Brady was the center point of the it kind of is the center point of the NFL. So every NFL player could be in this because they've had probably everybody's probably had an experience or two with Tom Brady. That's a good point. I think also, uh, you think Belichick will have stuff to say? <sighs> I can just imagine he's just stone faced, he doesn't smile once. He's just like, Yeah, Tom's a good player. <laughs> He'll be like, and then, like, the question, like, question mark. <laughs> yeah, the subtitles going to be, like, um, non-applicable. <laughs> uh, he's he's such a good coach, but he's, he, I, I would not want to see him in a in a alleyway at night. Just, <laughs> oh, my God. Not, um, but, yeah, I would love to see um, Drew Bledsoe, too. I really want to get Drew Bledsoe's opi- uh, opinion on Brady. Yeah, because like I mean, he was pretty much replaced. Completely, it was it was like he was a good quarterback too. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm excited for that. Yeah, and then I'm Ron one's coming out. The what one is coming out? Ron. Ah, LeBron. Oh, the LeBron one, and then the Antonio Brown one. Wait, what? Yeah, the LeBron one, but then the Antonio Brown one for all the wrong reasons. The ESPN presents Antonio Brown, the biggest collapse in sports history. ESPN presents the rise and fall of Antonio oh, Brown. That would make for a good documentary. Yeah. Show, I mean, it would be. They show this like young kid coming up from like a from like Eastern Michigan, and he and he like becomes the best wide receiver in the NFL, and then he then he lets the fame get to his head. Oh gosh. It. it Oh. It makes me sad watching him, watching his antics. Yeah. Sure helped for a couple fantasy seasons, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, this is on the short side, but you know what? <clears throat> It'll make for it make, make for good listening. Good listening. Yeah, the NHL stuff and the NBA, that stuff's just... Oh, I can't wait. Um, if, if the stay-at-home order ends and... Um, what I'm thinking is I'll invite you and a few people over for the NBA playoffs, and I'll do it outside. Uh, we'll I'll get a projector. We'll do it on the back of my house or something. Yeah, that'd be sick. Watching the New York Knicks in the playoffs. <laughs> for, I'm, I'm going to buy like a Jeremy Lin jersey on the internet and wear it just for that occasion. Gosh. Lin Sanity, my hero. <laughs> All right, All right man. Dude, good stuff today. I'll talk to you later.